0: We're going to read 20 to 30, and then we're going to pick up a couple of the verses, 48 to 51. And if you read from the New King James Version, and it says, So David rose early in the morning, left his sheep with the keeper, and took the things, and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight in the shout of the battle. For Israel and the Philistine had drawn up in the battle array, army against army, and David left his supplies in the hands of the supply keeper, and ran to the army, and came and greeted his brother. Then, as he talked with them, there arose a champion, the, 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 the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the... From the army of the Philistine, and he spoke according to the same words, and David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man flee from him, and were dreadfully afraid, so the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who have come up? Surely he has come up to defile Israel, and it shall be that the man who killed him, the king, will enrich him greatly with great riches will give him his daughter and give his father household exemption from the taxes And David spoke to the man whom stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man who killed the Philistine and take away the approach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he shall defy the army of the living God? And the man answered him in this manner. This so shall be done to the man who killed him. Now, Iliad. The older brother heard when he when he spoke to the man, and Eliab's anger rose against David and said, Why did you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheets in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from towards another man and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Then three more verses, verse 48, 48. And it says, so it was when the Philistine arose, came and drew near to meet David. And David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took a stone. And he slung and struck the Philistine in the forehead. So the stone sunk into the forehead and it fell down face to the earth. And David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of his sleeve and killed him and cut off his hand head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they flee, Amen, Amen, Amen. A lot of scripture today. Uh, but if I could title this text today, I would title it You can be seated at this time. Expect distractions on your way. By Mark Twain. Mark Twain says it's two important days in life. The first important day is the day that you was born. The second important day, when you discover why you was born. What basically Mark was saying, when you discover your purpose, when you discover your destiny, when you discover what God has designed for you to do. You have a purpose, and I love what he says in in, in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, 11th verse. He says, for I know the plan I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not of disaster to give you a future and a hope on this journey. On this journey, Christian, we're going to be distracted by any and everything. I trip out at the house all the time, me and my wife. My wife is in college, and every time that she gets deep down in her study, all of a sudden she'll get a phone call or she'll get sidetracked by something. And an hour later, she's distracted. But all of us is going to be distracted. Some of us get distracted on the phone. Some of us get distracted by Facebook. Some of us get distracted by our outside activities, by men and women that we're trying to date. Some of us get distracted on our job, Our children sometimes distract them. You love them, but sometimes they get on your nerves and distract you from God's purpose. Sometimes you're distracted by your purpose. And check this out, some of us even sitting in here today are distracted by the use of drugs. I talked to an athlete the other day, That will come your way. Sometimes, as a Christian, we think when we accept God as our personal Savior, we don't supposed to have any problems. But I got news for you today. In John 16 and 33, He says, "These things I spoke to you that you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have some tribulation, some heartaches, some tough times. But He said, "Be of good cheer, because I have already overcome this world." We must focus on Jesus in this Christian race because Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. he got a purpose and a plan for our life, but you have to walk in the line that he has called us to walk in. First thing, if we're going to stand and not be distracted by the distractions of this world and accomplish the purpose that God has for our life, first thing that sticks out of the test, we must be obedient to the Father. We must obey the Father. Look at verse 20. Keep your Bibles open. Look at verse 20. It says, So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, and took the things, and went as Jesse had commanded him. Jesse, David's father, commanded him to take food to the war, take food to his brothers, to the army. Literally, Jesse had a smart idea. He said, if I feed the captain of the army, possibly they won't put my boys on the front row. Jesse had three boys that was in war. And Jesse sent food by David. You know, the text never tells us that David hesitated. I told his father that he was too busy. David just followed the commandment of his father. Oh, that's good news today. Some of us are too busy to do what God that's called us to do. But check out David. The shepherd boy, he could have made up excuses. He could have said, that, you know, I'm busy. Why don't you send one of the other brothers? David could have said, you know, I'm the baby of the family. The baby should get a little bit more privileges. David didn't make excuses. David could have said, remember, I got to go back to Saul's house. This is my vacation time. I'm relaxing right now. David could have said, hey, I'm busy with the sheep in the pasture. Why don't you send someone else? But David never expected that being obedient to his father would lead him to the purpose that God has for his life. David knew, didn't know but taking the food down to the army would allow him to accomplish a purpose that God has for your life. I'm glad um, David said that because somebody right now Right now you're frustrated, you're complaining about what God has you in right now in life. You never know what God is using your situation for right now in order to accomplish a purpose that he has for your life. Stop complaining, stop giving up on life, and stand up and be the man and the woman that God has called you to be. You never know by your obedience what God is leading you in order to accomplish a purpose that he has for your life. You just got to trust him. I love what he says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. He says, trust the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I don't know about you. I don't know nobody else directing my path but the Lord. He knows the best direction. Even sometimes I get frustrated and say, God, why I can't do this? He knows the right path. As I look on my life, there's a lot of things, really frankly, that I wanted to do. But I thank God, God held his hand Because I don't know where I would be without the Lord if he would allow me to go down those wrong trails. But we serve a good God, David. Didn't make excuses. He just followed the will of the Father. The question today, church, is what is God calling you to do? That you're constantly putting off? What is God calling you to do? That you're constantly making excuses. Maybe God is telling you to get more involved in ministry. Time out for you to come here every Sunday and sit in the pews and not get involved in ministry. It's too much work in the community. It's too much work in the state to do it alone. God is calling you to get involved. But maybe God is calling you, husband, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Stop playing around with everybody else and get to business and loving your wife. Maybe, wives, God is telling you to be respectful to your husband. Maybe maybe God is telling you to draw closer to him and love him with all your heart, mind and soul. Maybe God is telling you, young person to stop clowning around in class. Stop trying to be the God is calling you to a personal relationship with him. Maybe you showed up today with a friend. Maybe you were just coming just because you didn't have nothing else to do. But this is not a coincidence that you're here today. God is calling you to a personal relationship with him. Maybe you watched watching online. Maybe you just turned to GCBC Network. God is calling you to a personal relationship with him. I love what he says in John 3, 16. He says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I don't think I read in that, that scripture that he wants you to be perfect. Did y'all read that? No, you didn't. So many times we said, "Remember, Martin, I will come to the Lord when I get my life together. I got news break. You your life together. It ain't that type of point. God says, let no person fellowship, God is telling you behind. get back in line for you to accomplish his purpose through your life. Church, what is God calling you to do today? What is God convicting your heart today to get busy on accomplishing a purpose that he has called you to do? But not only, not only is the Father calling us to obey the Father but secondly, in order not to be distracted, God is calling us to ignore the the foolishness around. Yeah. Ignore means to refuse to show you You heard or seen anyone or anyone, something. Ignore That's what God is calling. David experienced three encounters of foolishness in this text. Yeah, yeah. The first encounter of foolishness was jealousy. How many of y'all know jealousy is just plain foolishness? God didn't create you like no one else. What you jealous about? you spending so much time being jealous of something, and you're neglecting the purpose that God has for your life. But check out in the text, David's older brother, Eliad, he was jealous of David. Look, at David came down to the war, and Eliad said, Who? Why are you down here? Who's taking care of those little sheep in the wilderness? I know you're a prideful one. I know you just came down to see the battle. But check it out. David in verse 29, David says, what have I done? Is there not a cause? David literally said, don't you see Goliath? What you fighting against me? What should be fighting against him? And church, this is a message for all of us. We sitting in the church fighting against one another. Is there not a cause? He omitted negativity. David turned to his brother and said, is there not a con? Yeah. And he turned back to the purpose. Oh, that'll help us right now. Some of us are too passive. Some of us own our job when we face some purse people like Iliad. We broke. Them. What did I do? I, 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 how can I improve our relationship? extreme. Some of us take it to another extreme. Some of us when we're faced with a person like Iliad we tell them oh brother that's the last time you're going to disrespect me. It's time for me and you to go. And it's time for me to give you a piece of my mind. Both extremes will take you out of the will of God. Handle that situation like David handled it. Turn to the side and keep pressing on. But not only. Not on, Not only that David faced jealousy. But look at this, the foolishness of fearfulness. Saul was fearful. And so since Saul was fearful, Saul told David, no, you can't go up against Goliath. This is a man of war, and you are youth. Fearfulness will cause others to tell you what you can't do because they're afraid. Just because Saul was afraid to fight Goliath, he spoke in the David spirit that you can't do it. Church, you gotta watch out by telling people what they can't do. Just because you are afraid to do it. I remember watching this old movie, his old movie, Pursuit of Happiness. Right? And Will Smith was in the movie about I'm corner out of California, a true story, but Will Smith's son was dribbling the basketball on the court he said, I'm going pro, I'm going pro, I'm going pro. And Will got the ball and said, Son, I don't want you to spend too much time on this basketball court. You ain't going pro. I didn't go pro, so you won't go pro. I wasn't good at basketball, so you ain't good at basketball. Be careful on listening to the haters Don't allow anybody to tell you what you can't do. I don't care if your mama didn't finish college, you can finish. I don't care if your daddy didn't make six. What the- Informed of who he was messing with, Goliath thought he was fighting against this little shepherd boy that was coming. Goliath said, "Am I a dog? What y'all sending this little shepherd boy to me?" But he was uninformed. He didn't know David wasn't coming alone. But the army of the Lord was with David. He didn't know he was just fighting against David. Not he was just fighting against David. But God Almighty was with David, and this is good news for us. Wherever you go, if you know God is your personal saint, you are never alone. You ain't going by yourself. God is right there with you. God is sometimes carrying you through the situation. Always remember that God is. But Goliath was fighting against the army of the Lord. And when you are obedient to the Father, when you ignore the foolishness thoroughly, then you would experience the favor of the Lord. David was able to kill this giant because he was in the will of the Father. David was able to go to the battle to deliver food, not expecting to kill Goliath. But this lets us know, church, anytime we step outside of our home, we gotta be ready for God to react. Yeah. You never know what God's gonna use you for, but you always gotta be ready to be used. I love what Robin Howard, Pastor Um Howard, he said, he if you look in a dictionary, you'll see available and you'll see a picture of how. And as a Christian, you must be available. God wants to use you. He has purpose for your life, but you got to be available in order for him to use you. But I love this. What situation is God's place in your life in order to get you where he needs you? Sometimes we're complaining about the jobs that we have, but that's possibly a situation where God wants to use you. Sometimes we're complaining about the marriage that we're in. Possibly that's a situation. Well, God wants to use you. Sometimes we're complaining about our family members, but possibly God to use you as the light of the world in order to draw your family members closer to him. We must remember that we serve an awesome God. God's ways are not like our way. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. Church, watch the distraction on your way to accomplish the purpose that God has for your life. Yeah. I remember a story, I remember a story as I come to McCove, a story of this lady's husband died. And her husband died, she was a little lonely in the house. So she went down to the, to the pet store, and they suggested, the pet owners said, why don't you buy a parrot? Because you're missing conversation. The parrot is able to talk to you. So the lady said, that's a good idea. So she bought a cage and a parrot. She took the parrot home, and she put it up in the house. A week passed by. She went back to the store. He said, how's the parrot? He ain't talking. He said, I forgot to tell you, maybe he needs a swing. Usually he has a swing a little bit, and then he'll talk to you. So she bought the swing, went home, and a week later, she came back to the store. parrot still wasn't talking. He said, well, let's get him a mirror. Sometimes he swings, and he looks in the mirror, and then he'll end up talking. So next week passed by, the still not talking. He said, "Ah, right, and this is going to work, buy him a ladder. He used to climb up the ladder, swing a little bit, look in the mirror, and then he'll talk to you. A week later, she came back to the store, and the man said, "Um, what's the deal with the parent? He died. And the man said, um, did he say anything before he died? He said. Do they have any food down at that store? She forgot the basics. She was doing everything now, but she forgot the basics. In church, we got to stick to the basics because your purpose